Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody out there, welcome back to Positively Wrestling. I am Tim Kennard, and of course the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, the uh, Carmella to my James Ellsworth. <laughs> I think I came out on the right side of that. Uh, yeah, I, I did that one so you were a little bit better. Okay. Um. Yeah, that was a last second throw in. Don't know why I went there. <laughs> um, but how you doing, Steve? Steven Davidson with me. I'm 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 working hard, Tim, trying to get a hold of one of those cosmic angels photo books. And man, they are nowhere to be found. Uh, well, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Hopefully uh, soon. If somebody can get me, or at least tell me where I can get one of the new Cosmic Angels photo books, please. Tim's gonna give you my uh my Twitter at the end of the show. Oh yes, oh yes. But uh, lots of stuff to talk about this week. Oh, man. It was a jam-packed week full of wrestling. Um, And we're going to get into it. Of course, we have our three-count segment we start every show with. And it was your challenge uh, this past week. And it was three favorite guest referee matches, spots, however you want to. Performances. Performances. Um, This is a fun one. I liked this one a lot. Um, And uh, I guess I have to start. And uh, we're going to Money in the Bank 2012. Got to show some love for AJ Lee, special guest refereeing uh, in the match with CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan. Um, She was just so entertaining from top to bottom whenever she was on screen. Um, She really was part of the driving force of the kind of evolution um, from divas to superstars. I, I still say she started it. She was yeah. the beginning of the women's revolution in my book. Yeah, I think it w- went like her, Paige, and then like the four horsewomen kind of mm-hmm. taking over there. Um, but loved her performance in this match. Of course, uh, she was torn between, you know, who, who she liked with CM Punk and, and Daniel Bryan. Uh, there was even a spot where she was on the apron, got knocked off, had to leave the match, uh, and then came back. And then after uh, that table spot with Punk and Bryan, um, she she does the three count and punk of course is declared victorious in the match but it was just really fun and i mean got to show aj leaves some, some love and then of course she went on to marry cm punk and yeah wife <laughs> yeah so maybe a little bias there yeah maybe just a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry daniel um yeah the, and that was just a great feud a great program in general yeah and it was made all that much better because aj was part of it um she didn't she didn't let anybody take the spotlight that's for sure she mm-hmm. she was an equal part of that whole story and that whole match um yeah i remember that fondly that was a very good very good choice all right so for me my number 3 going all the way back all the way back to what i i mean i'm not going to swear this is true but it's the first guest referee match that i can really remember other than hey we've got a celebrity here on the outside of the ring at a WrestleMania or something like that. Um, Jesse, the body Ventura at SummerSlam 88 Ooh. refereeing the mega powers versus the mega bucks. Nice. Hulk Hogan and macho man, Randy Savage against Ted DiBiase and Andre the giant. We all knew going in 
that he was completely biased towards Ted DiBiase and Andre the Giant. But I love the way he played it in this match. He played it straight down the middle because he genuinely had confidence that DiBiase and Andre could win on their own. He really believed it. So why show bias if he doesn't think he has to? Yeah. So he plays it straight down the middle. He's telling Elizabeth to get out of the ring at the beginning. He's telling Virgil and Bobby Heenan to get out of the ring at the beginning. The match proceeds. And towards the end, it starts to look like he might be right. Because Hogan and DB Hogan and uh, Savage, that is, they're in trouble. They're on the outside of the ring and they're both down and they're hurting. They had a secret up their sleeve. They had an ace in the hole, Tim, as Elizabeth got up on the ring apron and took off her skirt, just parading down. Woo! <laughs> Even Jesse Ventura was like, what, huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and that gave the Mega Powers time to recover and to get the upper hand. And uh, Jesse found himself in a position where he didn't want to count when Hogan made that cover, but Savage pushed him down. And so he counted one, two, and didn't go down for the three, but Savage grabbed his hand and pushed it down for the three. Ah. And so um, he showed the bias at the end when it was necessary, but he played that whole match straight because he really thought Andre and DiBiase were going to win on their own. And it was not the way you would expect. And I thought it was a clever performance. Good stuff from Jesse. Oh yes, yes. Uh that that is an excellent choice. Um I do remember that now as, as you talk about it, especially you mentioned the the Liz spot. I'd completely oh, yeah. forgotten about that. Um where, where she distracted him. But yeah, Jesse the body man was always awesome. What a personality. Elizabeth drop kicked me into puberty that night. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the only wrestling move she ever did. <laughs> I, I could just see it now. <laughs> Let's go Savage. Savage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Man. oh, oh man. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Want you to freak out, freak out, freak out. All right. Now, great choice. Uh, going from your number three to my number two, and mine is uh, a guest referee that called nothing down the middle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. We're going to SmackDown in 1999, what I think is one of the funniest guest referee performances in a championship match with Triple H versus the British Bulldog with The Rock as special mm. guest referee. And <laughs> he just, I mean, from the outset, he's just like, you know, they're hitting moves and finishers and he's just clapping for them. And <laughs> Uh, there he wouldn't even he just ignored pins he let them go low blow and 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 for an object and just didn't care at one point even went and did commentary during the match he just stopped (laughs) stopped being the ref Um, and then even at the end uh, Bulldog's going for a pin and he's like one two it doesn't matter if the rock counts three (laughs) (laughs) and it was just it's the it's classic rock he was more entertaining than the actual match yeah um at that point you didn't care about what triple h and bulldog were doing Uh, bulldog did pick up the win and then rock just stole the championship and took it with him anyway (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it was just so humorous that's why it ranks up for number two for me yeah fun fun choice i like it all right my number two Money in the Bank 2012, AJ Lee, (laughs) (laughs) Daniel Ryan, and CM Punk. But yeah, I mean, for all the reasons you said, and just the way she played, this is just such a unique dynamic. Mm -hmm. I mean, when are we ever going to have the dynamic where the referee is in love with both competitors and and has been rejected by both? And rather than wanting one of them to win, 
she wants both of them to destroy each other. That's yep. really what it was. I mean, she's <laughs> placing chair. It's a no disqualification match. She's placing a chair in the middle of the ring and saying, go for it. Whoever gets it, go for it. And she's egging them on. And um, the, the more hurt they were, the better, the more she liked it. Um, I almost put her at number three because she was taken out of the match for a little bit um, after the, the ref bump to the outside. But I mean, it was just so unique and, and she played it so great and the match was so great. Um, yeah, she had to be my number two. Yeah. And I mean, great choice. Great choice. Um, don't really have to say any more on that. We've, we, we've talked about it, both yep. of us. Yep. Um, surprised that we had a little crossover there, but Hey, yeah. we got one more to go. It could be more. Uh, it could be. And it might be, um, it might, I'm, I'm wondering too. Uh, number one for me, and I, I don't see how it could be any different when I, when I look back at all the guest referee spots we've seen over the years. And for me, it's WrestleMania 28. It's Taker, it's Triple H, and it's Shawn Michaels as the guest referee. Also my number one. Yes. Uh, this was just, I mean, the match itself, um, even forget about the guest referee, was just a phenomenal match. This series of matches between Michaels and Taker and then Triple H and Taker, just unquestionably some of the best moments of WrestleMania in those years. And the story in this one and... Michael's kind of helping Triple H trying to, you know, break that streak. But then in the end, you know, he just, he can't do it. And he, he does the noble thing and it's and the emotion when they walk up the ramp afterwards, it, it, this is like a note perfect match. When you talk about just drama, action, everything, this thing was pretty much a plus plus across the board. And the spot where, Michaels is just like I have to end this match I have to help him in this match because they're killing each other and so he super kicks the Undertaker into the pedigree the whole world was convinced the streak was over yeah that's one of my favorite spots in wrestling history because it was completely convincing Mm -hmm. Um, thought it was over and what a great spot but this was almost the opposite of the AJ Lee match where she wanted them to destroy each other Michaels was trying to keep them from destroying each other yeah. And, but he was in the position of being in there and having to watch them do it. Um, and he, he was an equal participant in the match. Mm-hmm. Um, he was responsible for as much of the storytelling as either Triple H or Undertaker. And he, his, his acting was as good as anything you're going to see. Yes. And um, he just, there was nothing Shawn Michaels couldn't do. And um, he, he guest refereed so matches. He was practically also part of the refereeing <laughs> part of the refereeing. Uh, what's the word I'm going for? Um, uh, roster, roster, the referee, crew. roster, crew, crew. That's probably better. Um, but this is SummerSlam 97 was good too, where mm-hmm. he accidentally cost the undertaker against Bret Hart. But this one had to be number one. Um, just unbelievable match. Unbelievable performances from all three. And uh, I never was a referee as critical to the storytelling of a match as in that one. Yeah. Uh, again, you can't say enough about it. It is just, I even from a technical standpoint, favorite standpoint, best guest referee spot in wrestling history. Yeah. Hands down. Um, but yeah, that's our three count. Uh, let us know uh, if you haven't already. Tell us what your favorite three guest referee spots were. Uh, we'll give you the information for our Twitter and everything at the end of the show. Uh, I guess it's my turn. It's time to challenge. Um, All right. 
And this is one, uh, originally when we were talking about the show, we said we really couldn't do this one, but I want to do it anyway. Um, so I want to uh, okay. know what your three favorite entrance themes are. Okay. Okay. We can't play them. That's why we talked about yeah, well, unfortunately, not doing it. We can't play yeah. them because of obviously copyright and all that. You know, We don't have the money. Yeah, to uh, get those rights. Uh, to play Even them. WWE doesn't have the money for don't go messing with a country boy, apparently. I know, right? <laughs> Where's some of that? They need some of that peacock money. That's right. Can peacock that, pay for it. That's right. Get that money in there. Let's get them. Let's get all those themes out, man. Get I love how they can stuff. afford cult of personality, but not don't go messing with a country boy. Yeah. It's like, um, really? <laughs> um, but yeah, so three favorite entrance themes of all time uh, for next week. And again, at the end of the show, get, uh, get our Twitter stuff. You can always uh, drop us a line or on Facebook and let us know what your three favorites are. That's going to be so hard. Yeah, this one's going to be a tough I don't know if I'm going to go for pure music quality or character or what. I don't know. what I don't even know what my criteria is going to be. That's going to be hard. <laughs> a tough one. Surprisingly yeah. tough. Uh, yeah. But uh, let's get into the show proper this week. Like I say, lots to talk about. Um, kick a few, uh, just some news. Some, some Start news with something stuff. good. Yes, something very good, very awesome. Uh, we got information about uh, the Hall of Fame and how they're going to do that this year. And we also got the first announcement of the 2021 first inductee, because I, what I believe I read is they're going to do both last year and this year combined. Yes, yes. Um, but we're just now finding out this year's nominees and or inductees, not nominees. And uh, Mighty Molly Holly got announced i think it was on the bump it was uh, and it was shane helms that mm-hmm. had her there on uh, the zoom or sky power they do it and uh announced it and let her know it was pretty awesome it was and she is so deserving when she was part of the roster she was absolutely my favorite woman on the roster um she she was just a straight up wrestler um, and she could do the character stuff um my favorite of hers was mighty molly i loved mm-hmm. hers mighty molly um, but I loved everything that she did, uh, starting with Miss Madness with the Macho Man over in WCW. That's right. And, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. And then jumping over to WWF at the time. Um, but uh, she so she could do the character stuff, but she could wrestle as well as anybody. And uh, from everything we've seen and heard about the nicest person you will ever meet on top of it. So, uh, man, cannot argue with this. And I love that she was the first one. Yes. Yes, I, I, I love that they, they they started with her and i want to, another shout out her you know participation in that first ever women's rumble was yeah. incredible and it looked like she hadn't lost a step man she oh, was still there. doing the molly go round and yeah everything. it was awesome mm-hmm. so real happy for 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 molly holly getting uh inducted into the 2021 class hall of fame uh that's going to be awesome uh be a long show <laughs> it is going to be a long show <laughs> it's gonna be a really long show speaking of um talent uh <laughs> <laughs> WWE, depending on depending on the angle you're taking here <laughs> wwe has announced a new head of talent relations well a new old head of talent relations john laurinaitis has rejoined uh and is now taking over the talent relations spot uh what do you think about this uh i mean i've never met him but i i've from what we have heard he he's not a lot of people's favorite yeah um so um 
and I don't, I don't think it's a personality thing. I think it's, I don't think they dislike him personally, but I think they, a lot of people dislike his approach to managing talent and choosing talent, especially when it comes to the women. Um, when he favored the, you know, the bombshell model look over those who could actually wrestle. Now it's a different time. I don't think he can take it back in that direction. No. Um, but I do wonder, you know, if, if he's in charge of seeking talent out, how much is he willing to sacrifice on the wrestling side of things in order to get someone that he feels is, you know, a, a, a blonde white bombshell that ranks a 10. Um, yeah. But I don't know. It would really be hard to 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 take that back. Um, but I, I wonder if he'll try. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I was I saw somewhere somebody posted like the last time I guess he uh, was in charge and brought up a class uh, for a class of wrestlers for the main roster. Uh, it was like Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, uh, Seth Rollins. Big E and a bunch, you know, in that class. So pretty good class mm-hmm. to bring up. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll we see. hope for the best. Hope for the yep. best. Um, other big news, uh, Andrade, who we haven't seen since October. Right. Um, has, he formally asked for his release. He said, yep. I, I want to be gone. And they told him no. Yeah. So, I, I mean, and he, he's a talent. He, he proved he could be a talent um, since he came up to the main roster, not really used probably in the best way. Um, and then of course the injury put him on the shelf for a while. And then they started to have something going with him and um, Angel, like Garza. Angel Garza. And then that kind of got dissolved. And then, you know, Zelina Vega exited. So he's kind of left kind of floating in the ether and he removed all the WWE references and tags from like his accounts, social media, uh, and then asked for his lease and was told no. So I think, or we get another situation like with FTR where it's basically, he's just going to be on the shelf till his contract expires. And then he's just going to flip. Could be. Um, maybe they'll decide to use him after all. Uh, yeah. I mean, why pay someone and not take advantage of what they have to offer you? What a waste of money. Yeah. Uh, so I don't understand their thinking. Yeah. Even if you're not going to put him like in like main event spots or give him a heavy push, you can still use him. Yeah. You can still use him to vary up the, the talent, you know, and, and yeah. the matches that we get. I mean, he hasn't even been on main event. Yeah. He's I mean, been, he hasn't like, been used on anything. Gone. He hasn't done yeah. nothing since October. Um, so yeah, I had to keep our eye on that one. That is very, very interesting. And I mean, he's engaged to Charlotte Flair. Yeah. So it's like you would think they'd want to make her happy. Yeah. By using him. Mm-hmm. And I had heard a rumor where they were thinking about pairing the two of them up, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Well, it's oh. a wait and see kind of thing. Who knows? They uh, could create mixed tag team championships and let her be the champion. <laughs> there you go. I, I'd be okay with that just to keep her away from the main. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, but let's, uh, let's jump into uh, some of the actual shows uh, starting with NXT and wow what an nxt it was <laughs> um, a big show yes uh we we kicked the show off regal came out he had two big announcements to make and um one of which in our predictions we got right which was he introduced uh nxt women's tag team champions championships and gave them 
to Raquel <laughs> Gonzalez and Dakota Dakota Kai. And I, I'm okay with that. They won the 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 Dusty Classic. So yeah, that was the logic behind it. Perfectly so, fine. That is yeah, perfectly okay. What I did not like <laughs> was that an immediate title match was made for that night uh, versus Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. And they lost the belts. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did. Wow. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I can't figure out what my opinion is on it. I want to see where it goes. If if it's something where um, Dakota and Raquel use it as motivation or something or as character development, then I'm okay with it, especially since it looks like Raquel's headed for something else. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. I was thinking maybe that's what it was. They, you know, they didn't really have an excuse to put it on another team since they won the dusty classic. Right. But they know they want to move, push this program with Raquel and EO, Mm -hmm. which we'll talk about coming up. Um, So maybe that's why. So they didn't want to have, you know, the tag team champions on, you know, involved in a match with, the women's championship like we have on every other brand <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> over the past couple months so yeah maybe they were trying to avoid that so and, I, I mean go ahead i will say um i loved this match if yes, you remember no, i didn't i didn't good. care for their match at at takeover i didn't yes. like it this was much better and what i expect from these four i really enjoyed this match so yeah, the, the, they, maybe they, they had an off night at takeover it's fine it happens for for fantastic talents and uh they delivered this time yeah uh some great spots uh the ember moon spot where she went um uh, god what's her the eclipse right? yeah yeah she went for the eclipse and uh gonzalez caught her and then went yes. to toss her over the ring oh man that was impressive yeah impressive um but yeah really really like this and I, I don't mind ember moon and shotzi as champions i don't i don't have any problem with that right i just hate from a standpoint of you, we want to make these belts important and you have a title change the first night. That's the only thing I have a qualm with. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise top notch. Loved every oh, it, it did get people talking about it even more though. So that's you could true. Argue. Yeah, that's true. Um, now the other big announcement was uh, Regal saying that stand and deliver. That's the next NXT takeover will be two night affair. Yeah, it's uh, the first night stand and the second night deliver. Do they just stand around on night one? Yeah, it's probably what it is. And then okay. on, on the on the second night, it's just them uh, cosplaying as UPS and FedEx drivers. Oh, okay. Dominoes. And Dominoes, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Dominoes would be delivering. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so stand, <laughs> stand and deliver will be two nights. First night will be on USA um, during the normal NXT time slot. And then night two will take place on Peacock on Thursday. Yep. So going to be pretty, pretty awesome. Lots of, lots of good stuff getting built up for this already. When uh, are we going to record that week, Tim? <laughs> um, <laughs> that is a very good question that we will have to try and figure out. We will have to try to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be an interesting week. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting week. Uh, but let's talk about some of the other title match bonanza that we had going on on NXT. Of course, we had EO versus Tony Storm, mm-hmm. Women's NXT Championship. This was a fantastic match as well. It was. And, I mean, not that I expected any less from these two. No. But Tony looked especially very, very good in this match, I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is the best she's looked since coming back over mm-hmm. to uh, to NXT. So, 
Yeah. I like the finish too. It wasn't your standard finish. Yeah. Ended up with a crossface. Yeah. Getting um, a submission with a move that you don't see. So she's from EO at least. So you're, she's surprising her opponent with it. Yeah. She's not doing the predictable. She's avoiding the what? <laughs> vacuum. The vacuum wrestling. <laughs> avoiding it. Fantastic. Yes. Loved it. Uh, and then we go on and have a third championship match. Um, and this was the main event. Uh, of course, Finn Balor versus Adam Cole. And this was just a, a bang, bang, hard hitting affair. Good match expected from these two. Um, Cole got the upper hand a few times and went to do that same spot. He did to um, Kyle O'Reilly on the outside with the suplex and the, the stairs and uh, that, and it gets uh, broken up and, and Balor gets uh, the better of it and uh, ends up hitting him with the, uh, what, what's the, 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 the brain buster, the 1916, 1916. And then the coup de gras uh, for the win. And uh, then we get Kyle O'Reilly that shows up afterwards as well. Mm-hmm. And um, Adam Cole looks like he's seen a ghost. And so we're going to get that at Stand and Deliver, which I think is going to be excellent. That Those two will put on a hell of a show. And then Balor, it's almost like he smelled him. Yeah, he <laughs> so might then, have. Said, uh, I, was wait- I was wondering when you'd get here. He doesn't look like he showers a lot. Let's be <laughs> And he turns around and there's Karrion Cross. So something we've expected to happen for a while since, uh, since Karrion came back from injury. Um, and I guess they've just been saving it so they can do it for takeover. Yeah. So. I mean, uh, he never got his rematch, you know. He, uh, that's he, true. He's he won true. the championship and then had it taken immediately away because he was out and never got another shot at it. So it makes so sense. It makes sense. And it should be a good match, I hope. Uh, I mean, Balor. I, 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 I've been a little unimpressed in the past with Kieran Cross, but I've liked him more in recent weeks. I think he's been showing a little more personality mm-hmm. instead of just kind of staring and glaring. Um, just in his expressions, in his um vocal delivery um i think he's he's starting to to come out of his shell a little bit and be more than just a guy who looks mean yeah plus i mean we already have dexter loomis we can't have too many of these guys right kind of stare right. and leer. Uh, <laughs> he he makes it his character though he's so good at it yes yes yeah um but uh yeah so good stuff uh from the championship bonanza other stuff to talk about like we said eo challenged raquel this was kind of, again, a little bit different angle here. Very, very Joshi. Yes. It's very Japanese women's wrestling. I've talked about it. They've done it in stardom before, but the champion seeks out a challenger. Yeah. Uh, so I, I liked that consistency. Say, so, you know, this is what she would do in Japan. So why wouldn't she do it in America? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, I loved it. Can't wait for that. Um, I I don't know. Could this be the... The crowning of Raquel Gonzalez and her I big... I feel like it might be. And like I said, I did predict a while back that I, I think it's about time we move uh, EO over to one of the main rosters. Mm-hmm. This would be a good time to do it. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, Maybe Rhea Ripley. Uh, man, I, I, got a, I got a prediction about that coming up later. Uh, <laughs> I know, of course. I and, know this, and this one's an honest to God, <laughs> I actually think will happen prediction. <laughs> um, the others uh, were The others were lies. The others were just, you know, just hopes and dreams, but I think this one's <laughs> a done deal now. Um, we'll talk about why later. Uh, anything else from uh, NXT you want to no, highlight? No, it was, def- it was just a, a fun show, and it felt like a big show. 
Yeah. Although I will, I will say this as a side note, because um, we've called it out and loved it in past weeks. I did not care for Gargano and that and that stuff t- this time around. Um, I'm blanking on what happened with Gargano. Uh, you had um, uh, Indy and um, Candice back stage talking about you know maybe they should have been the ones to go after the tag titles and and blah blah, mm-hmm. blah or be given the tag titles. And then Johnny Gargano comes in and he's like, yeah, maybe. And then um, Austin Theory comes in and he's like, Johnny, did you pay the the therapist last week? And Johnny was like, well, of course I did. You pay the therapist and that's what they do. <laughs> and, he's like, and he's like, I'm glad you finally know everything about Dexter Loomis and that he said you have bad abs and he rips his shirt off Hogan-like and then runs off. I was like, yeah, that just, it didn't, hit, it didn't hit, hit with me this week. Okay. All right. I remember it now that you say it. Um, it, it, it you know, it obviously didn't blow me away because it didn't stick with me, but I, yeah. I didn't dislike it either. I did make a mental note though that, oh, it looks like we've already got a tag team championship program coming up for the women. Yeah. Um, so that, that's what, that, that was my takeaway from that, but I kind of love stupid Austin. Um, well, it's true. He is, he is most <laughs> of the time entertaining. Uh, yeah. I thought he was the best part of the segment. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just throwing that out there. Uh, let's move on to AEW. Um, and lots happened on Dynamite this week. A too. lot. A yeah. lot. We'll kick it off with, as we expected, you know, they, they had to talk about the bomb and the, uh, the, the snafu, the technical miscalculation, whatever you want to call it, however you want to frame it. Um, the fizzle for shizzle. The fizzle for shizzle. My, my nizzle uh, from uh, uh, Revolution. And you had Moxley and Eddie Kingston uh, talking about it. Kingston said it was kind of like a PTSD thing. And uh, that's why he covered him and he blacked out and kind of thinks they didn't really know much about it. And I tell you, the the funniest part about this was a little bit later with uh, Don Callis and Kenny Omega. (laughs) They reenacted it. And if you caught it when they were laying down, Kenny Omega was like, 69 me, Don, 69 me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah. I can't believe they did that. But it was <laughs> it was funny. It was very, very funny. Um I, I don't blame them for addressing it. It to me, it felt like they talked about it too much. Yeah. Like they I, made it a bigger deal than they should have made it. Um, like they were feeling very insecure about it. I don't think they needed to do that. Like, yeah. okay, touch on it, acknowledge that it happened. That's cool. But they just kept going with it and kept going with it. Um, you know, thou doth protest too much. Yeah. It's a saying. That's kind of what it felt like to me. Like they were just really embarrassed about it and weren't afraid to let it show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think it would have been much better if it, they just, you know, hit it at the top and then put it to bed. Yeah. And just let it be over. Um, but yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> but um uh christian cage and speaking omega. of kenny omega yeah and kenny omega looks like uh gonna get a match here between the two of them which i'm all for oh my goodness i'm, I'm for it feels fast to me though right yeah well and i don't know exactly how fast uh, when they'll actually put this match together um because Omega has a very full plate coming up uh, based with stuff that happened on uh, elevation on Monday night. He's going to be facing Matt Seidel in yep. uh, not this week, but next week right? on dynamite. He is going to be showing up at the next impact 
pay-per-view to take on um, Rich Swan, who just recently, shout out to him, unified the championships. And what I heard was a hell of a match. I want to go back and try to catch that between him and Moose. Um, But yeah, so I'm thinking maybe this will be something that could be a main event at their next pay-per-view. Yeah. And to me, though, that's fast. Like this is Christian well, that's true. just showed up. Like maybe let him do something else that he, you know, either doesn't lose right away or, you know, they don't give this match away so quickly and yeah. they can kind of let us want it for a while first. Uh, it just feels really fast. Let, let him earn it. Hey, yeah. Guy, let him earn it. Let him earn it. Um, And maybe we'll get like, you know, kind of a, a tease of it maybe on a dynamite and then they'll let it stew for a while and maybe we'll re- revisit it. That might be the best. Um, yeah. But yeah, so interesting stuff there. Um, if anything, I know we're going to probably get a six man with Mox, Kingston, Cage versus the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega. Yeah, that would make point, sense yeah. for a dynamite match right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, we also had Scorpio Sky getting his shot at the TNT title and Darby Allen. And this match was was pretty good. Uh, I loved this reverse that Scorpio Sky did on uh, Darby Allen, who was going for a coffin drop, and he went and caught him into a power bomb. I was like, "Whoa! Yeah, why hasn't someone done that already?" Yeah, <laughs> but that I mean, the awesome. guy's coming at you. He's he's it's a blind jump. Yeah, what would stop you from doing it? Yeah, it was so awesome. Um, of course, he he couldn't quite put him away, and Darby Allen does get the victory. And Scorpio Sky just loses after the match and goes full on heel, which I like. I like Scorpio Sky as a heel. I think it's going to be really, really good for him. Yeah, and and something to do on his own away from you know the tag team scene a little bit and kind of get build build a singles career for himself. And a good way to do it is to get attention by turning heel on somebody that the fans love. So I think oh, yeah. it's a good start for him. Instant heat seeker. Instant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So really, really like that. But uh, one of the biggest things we got to talk about that happened on Dynamite was the Inner Circles War Summit. <laughs> and um, this was awesome. This was so awesome from start to finish. You got MJF and Jericho in the ring and, and, and MJF is like, you know, I think it's, it's time for somebody uh, to get kicked out. And then Sammy Guevara comes out and it's like, oh, okay. And then Sammy's like, he shows some footage of MJF kind of trying to convince everybody that Jericho, his time is up. And then they all stand like, it's almost like, okay, we're going to get Jericho kicked out. And then they all turn around. It's like, you think we don't talk to each other? Of course we knew you were planning this. And it's like, they're going to gang up on him and get him. And then he's like, Hey, I didn't mean me take over this. I was thinking that I started my own stable lights go out and we basically get a new four horsemen essentially is I think what they're kind of going for here, at least that kind of feel. And you got FTR Tully Blanchard's there Wardlow and, um, and, and, and Dillinger Ty Dillinger. And wow, (laughs) they just beat the tar out of the inner circle. And Jericho specifically took a big uh, power bomb through a table spot from Wardlow off the off the, the the stage this was incredible i loved every second of this does this make inner circle faces what do you think uh yeah i think so i think uh i think and i mean and there's a lot of fans that you know would cheer kind of like with the 
the NWO back in the day, mm-hmm. people just wanting to cheer them because they were just fun to watch, regardless of whether they were face or heel. Right. Yeah, I think this solidifies them as a baby face now. Yeah. And now you have your Uber heels in. Uh, we don't know what the the new faction is going to be called yet um, with MJF, but I I love all of this. I can't wait. I like the double swerve. That's what yes. I like. The double you swerve could have predicted nice. the first thing maybe, um, but then the the second twist definitely came out of nowhere although you know it kind of when you think back it looks like you know maybe they were planting seeds for it for a while yeah and like i said a while back i thought that maybe guevara and mjf would team up to kick out jericho right and take over the inner circle and a lot of the internet was abuzz with that kind of theory and i think they kind of saw that and then said well let's let's switch this up let's pivot and make it something really special Mm -hmm. and they did and i think this is going to be a setup because there was uh, that blood and guts match that they never got to have because of COVID hitting. Um, and that was going to be kind of like a war games esque match. I wasn't watching at the time. So I don't remember what this was. Yeah, they were, they were good. They, they advertised a match. It was blood and guts and it was basically their form of war games. Okay. Two rings, big cage, two teams of like four or five people in, in there as well. Um, but that was right when COVID hit and they were like, well, we don't want to waste this with no crowd. Right. So they just kept putting it off and putting it off. Um, but I think now this gives them the perfect opportunity to redo it because when we would get a setup to maybe have these two teams kind of full on go at it would be about the one year mark of when they were planning on doing it in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. so I think that's where that will, will lead to. Yeah. Um, also, as we, we mentioned earlier, they had a, a special show on YouTube, Elevation, a special AEW Dark mm-hmm. on Monday. And you had debut. a debut. New weekly show. Yeah. New weekly show. Paul White on commentary mm-hmm. with um, Shivani. Shivani. Yep. And um, some good stuff throughout the whole show. But we would definitely want to highlight the main event, which was Riho uh, versus Maki Ito in the main event and it was a phenomenal match i loved it was, it was good it. and this was the first instance to my knowledge of women main eventing any aew show is that correct uh, i don't think so i want to say a riho and uh nyla rose match for the belt might have main evented a one of the early early dynamites they're saying this week's main event is the first women's main event for dynamite. Oh, okay, then that's I, how they were promoting it. Okay, then you're then you're correct. Then this would okay. this would be the first then. Okay, like I said, yeah. I, I thought maybe that had happened, but I wasn't for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, they're promoting Britt Baker versus uh, Thunder Rosa. Uh, it's the main event this week on Dynamite, and the, yeah, they're saying it's the first ever women's main event um, for Dynamite, and so that's this week. Um, and then uh, yeah, on Monday, Riho and Maki Ito. Uh, and it was it was fun. They got more time than I thought yeah. they were going to. Yeah, it wasn't like just a real quick match. This was a good like ten fifteen minutes at least. I will say, uh, Paul White had some good insights. Um, I liked when he was earlier early in the night explaining how uh, when you get chopped across the chest, it's not just pain in the moment. It makes it hard to breathe later when you get winded. It makes it hard to expand your chest because it hurts. I like those in, those sorts of insights. He had no idea who Riho and Maki Ito were. Nope. <laughs> Not a clue. No clue. No idea. He, in fact, clue. he even mispronounced Maki Ito. I think he called her Ma- 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 Makaki 
Ito at one point. Um, he had no idea who they were. Um, so, uh, I mean, look, if, if you are hired for this position and you know you're going to be doing this, at least start watching the show when you're hired. <laughs> you don't have to go back and watch everything, but he could have seen them yeah. last week. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and would have known who they were. Um, so that, that disappointed me a little bit, but uh, whatever. He had good insights, so it balanced out. Yeah. Um, Maki Ito is just entertaining as all get out. She is. She, she is funny. She understands sports entertainment. Yes. She's a sports entertainer first and then a wrestler. And that's okay. Yeah. That is perfectly all right. Um, and this, I thought she was better in the ring in this match than she was in her last couple of matches. Yeah. Um, her offense looked kind of weak in some of the previous matches. And I thought she she tightened it up here. Um, the Kokeshi is fun. The little headbutt that yeah. she does. Uh, it's fun. And she had some good uh, timing with that when she chose to do it in this match with Riho. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I thought she was much better in the ring this time than in the previous matches. Yeah, of course, Riho picking up the, the victory, um, but still, good match, all in all. And Maki Ito's gone. She's she's on her, she's back in Japan. Wow, I didn't know that. Jeez, okay. Yep, she put on Twitter, she's back in Japan. She doesn't know when she'll be back. AEW will be crazy. Yeah. Be crazy not to sign her. Yes. Absolutely crazy, because she was by far the standout, the breakout star of that tournament. Mm-hmm. people love her i saw more talk about her showing up on the pre-show for their pay-per-view than i saw about anything else that includes that exploding bomb match i guess wow. not uh, okay i saw more stuff about the failed explosion at the end but besides that right. i saw more tweets about her than anything else on that show so they've got a star so I'm, for their sake, I'm hoping she's just gone back because they have paperwork to sort out and there are visa things they have to deal with. Yeah. And that they're going to plan on signing her and bringing her back. If not, what a horrible mistake. Yeah. And if not, WWE, don't miss out. Yeah. Because that's talent right there. Um, yeah. And we mentioned earlier, of course, uh, this week on Dynamite main eventing uh, is Britt Baker versus um, uh, Thunder Rosa in a lights out match i believe is what it's being like, like, lights out street fights yeah like unsanctioned street it. fight something like yeah. that yeah what makes it lights out though i don't understand yeah I, I i think that just is kind of how they i think that's their way of saying it's unsanctioned or is that their way of saying it's going to end up on dark <laughs> <laughs> oh that would oh man that would suck. Uh, oh man but um but yeah so uh that'll be an interesting one uh to see and hopefully give them some good time since they're in the main event. Yeah. Because uh, I think they could have a phenomenal match. Yeah. I'm pulling for Britt Baker. Yes, me too. So, me too. I, I like Britt. Um, I think she deserves a permanent spot at the top of the card. Yes. And like I say, they, they've had her flirt with it for a while. I think it's time to pull the trigger and let her be like the top heel in mm-hmm. the company. Yeah. Um, but uh, next we got some uh, stardom to talk about. So a little bit. Yeah, a little What's bit. Um, so mentioned a while back that the three sisters, um, Hanan and Rina and Hina, were all gone for some unspecified personal reasons. Uh, still don't know what that's about, but Hanan did make her return. So Hanan is back. Don't know about the twins, Hina and Rina, when they'll be coming back. Haven't heard anything about them. Um, 
I hope everything's okay. I, I don't know what kind of personal issues would take three people, three sisters out for so long. Cause it's been months. Um, but it's good to see one of them back. So she came back and uh, did what she does best. She lost, <laughs> um, <laughs> but she's back. That's the important thing. Um, and then just continuing with the Julia character development. So, you know, she said she wants to start at the bottom of the card again. And uh, she did that and beat Gokigan Death uh, in a singles match. But then uh, she was part of a trios tag match with a couple of her Donna Damondo stable mates uh, against the Cosmic Angels. Uh, so we had Tom and Julia opposing each other again. It was a great match as always. Um, but it, I, what I found interesting is that Julia has been the leader of Donna Del Mondo. Well, they came out to Shuri's music. And oh. Julia was introduced first when they got to their team instead of last. So it's almost like she's completely taking a back seat. And I'm wondering, is, is Shuri now the leader of Donna Del Mondo? Is Julia mm. really going to to want to earn her spot back after losing her title and her hair. It's, it's really an interesting character arc that they're taking her on. And I, I, I don't know where it's going, but uh, you know, kudos to her. Cause what other top star would do this? Yeah. She was at the top of stardom. And um, I don't know of any other top star, maybe Daniel Bryan. I can see Daniel Bryan doing it. Yeah. Outside of Daniel Bryan. I can't see any other top star. Uh, taking this route with their character so um good on her it's it's interesting and i mean she's just awesome yeah that sounds uh amazing i'm interested to see how that develops um so uh, just a quick brief t- uh, foray into stardom there this week uh, i'm sure we'll have more to talk about next week <laughs> uh, yeah they're, yeah they're, they're not doing a whole lot right now i think they're <laughs> recovering from that huge show they had yeah that's true that's true yeah um getting over that that big show hangover um, Although Cosmic Angels photo book, if you can get me one, please. So, yeah. Somebody. He's totally serious about that. Uh, I am. Let's move on to SmackDown. And uh, goodness, uh, we start with uh, Brian and Edge and the confrontation going on and throwing a lot of things in question for how we're going to roll into WrestleMania. Um, I'm beginning to think your hypothesis is right. Yeah, it's, start- it's starting to really lean that way. Um course uh throughout the course of the night uh we get to uh the contract signing with uh roman reigns and daniel bryan and great work with daniel during this segment egging on roman reigns like maybe i should be head of the table yeah yeah because roman's (laughs) like not wanting to sign it gets him so pissed off that he's like get give me the pen and (laughs) scribbles down and signs it um but then they're like well there'll be a a special enforcer for the match and it'll be jay uso then out comes Edge. <laughs> and he says, you know what? Next week, I'm going to wrestle you, Jey Uso. And the winner gets to be that special enforcer. So obviously, Edge is going to be the special enforcer. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's match. not like Jey Uso is going to beat him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his first match back on SmackDown since returning in however many years. He's not going to yeah. lose to Jey. I love Jey Uso. But yeah, I like maybe yeah. Jey Uso, but this it ain't going to happen. Um, so yeah, obviously, when we roll into Sunday... And uh, fast lane, it's going to be Brian versus Reigns with more than likely almost a lock edge as your special guest enforcer. <laughs> and and so that leaves me to wonder, like, why have all these interactions with Daniel Bryan and Edge if there's not going to be some sort of payoff in the ring? Yeah. So, and I I just don't see it being that Brian would win 
No. And then face Edge at Mania, and then Roman's like twiddling his th- thumbs. I don't see that. It would be a waste of what we've done with Roman Reigns mm-hmm. over the past year. So I think uh, I think it has to be he costs Brian or something. Some kind of controversy happens during the match on Sunday, and we get set up for a triple threat. Yeah. I think that's where we're going. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, at Mania, it leads you to say, okay, wow, who is going to win? Right. That's going to be crazy. Um, yeah, I, I hope they go that route for so many reasons. That being one of them, it would make it really unpredictable. Yeah. Um, so love what they're doing there. Uh, we also got uh, some more interaction with uh, Seth Rollins and Cesaro and Buddy Murphy. Uh, and did you catch where Buddy Murphy, I guess not on, on the show, but uh, maybe on social media or the bump or somewhere uh, kind of talked about why he went back to Rollins. I didn't. Yeah, he talked about how Aaliyah was just using him to get on TV and the Mysterio family hated him and all this kind of didn't respect him. And that's why he decided to, you know, to say whatever and, and come and do his own thing. Back okay. Well, you know what? At least he gave us something. At, at, least, least, yeah, at least there's some he kind didn't of... pretend it didn't happen. Right. Okay. All right. It, I'll at take least it. they addressed Fine. it. Um, yeah. But blame, the blame the woman. Blame the woman. woman. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so he uh, helped with the attack on Cesaro and Nakamura just kind of chilled. He was like, whatever. <laughs> that was the interesting part of this to me. Like, even while Rollins was attacking Cesaro, I was thinking, where's Nakamura? Like, why isn't he coming out to help his friend? And then Rollins goes backstage and Nakamura's just standing there. Just And what was the look? Was the look, I'm going to get you? Or was the look, I approve of what you just did? I couldn't even read it. Yeah, maybe they're going to, maybe Nakamura is going to be the next disciple. <laughs> who knows Maybe. Um, yeah that was really interesting because I, I was wondering to myself where he was and then there he was that answered my question oh he's just right behind the curtain not doing anything he's just hanging out uh, <laughs> he's reading the no thigh slap sign and <laughs> yes and then yeah well you know who wasn't <laughs> <laughs> betty murphy wasn't that's yeah. true uh um but yeah so Obviously, we're uh, we're building, and I wouldn't be surprised if Cesaro Rollins gets added to Fastlane this this Friday. Could be, um, we'll could see. could. It, it felt like maybe a WrestleMania thing, but they could they could. Oh, that's true. Ret- they could do a return at WrestleMania. Oh. They could. Uh, they could. Or both. they could do a tag match, mm-hmm. and Nakamura could turn on. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I coughed. So, we'll see. We'll see what goes on there. Um, next, let's talk about. Sasha and Bianca. Um, and I loved them on the KO show. Yeah. Uh, and KO just being KO, which is awesome. And yeah. I love He's like, thanks for the paychecks. <laughs> yeah. Sasha, that was amazing. <laughs> yes. Like that yes. was so, so good. Um, and we got to, to, to see some tension start really brewing here between Bianca and Sasha. Um, I love Sasha, you know, like I'm the Michael Jordan and, you know, maybe one day you'll be the LeBron James. Yeah. Uh, that was it's like, Ooh, okay. 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 And calling a rookie and yeah. really getting the digs in. And, but the part I don't understand about this, why are we focusing on Reginald? Why is I mean, he a com- Why, why do we need that? Why they must we- have something in mind that they have some, they're going somewhere with it. I just don't know where. Yeah, I just don't. I don't get it because I, I think it's one of those things where they're almost 
overbooking the match. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, uh, you know, Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey main event of mania would have been fine. We didn't need a triple threat. You right. overbooked that match. Um, especially because Charlotte wasn't even involved in the finish. <laughs> right. Like you didn't, she didn't need to be there. Um, yeah. No offense to Charlotte. Um, but She's I, listening. I, yeah, she is She's a big fan of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I just don't think you need, I mean, I, I like Reginald as a talent. I think, you know, he's, he's humorous and he, he's got a spot and that's cool. Yeah. But I just don't think we need him for this disposition. Why can't we just have them, you know, hurt like those comments. I'm the Michael Jordan. You're the rookie. One day you'll be LeBron James. Oh, really? Okay. Well, we're going to go, you know, and let that tension be it. But I, I wonder if it was just to give them something to get them through fast lane. And maybe because obviously the whole original thing could play into them not winning the match. Right. Because it, my, our original predictions was they were probably going to win the belts. I no longer think that. Okay. I do not think they're going to win those titles. I'm torn, but I'll have a decision by the time we do our preview at the end of the show. Yeah. I, I, I think that they don't win the belts uh, because of that. Um, but yeah, but then kind of unannounced and immediately they go into a tag match <laughs> versus Natalia and Tamina, <laughs> um, which was just kind of interesting because kind of out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course, um, Naya and Shayna came down to ringside and Reginald was there and they distracted Sasha and Bianca because Reginald and Naya were dancing on top of the announce table. <laughs> like what As you do <laughs> as you do, um, which allowed, um, uh, uh, I think it was uh, Natty to roll up Bianca, I believe. I think Tamina, Tamina. Oh, Tamina. No, Tamina got, yeah, pin. you're right. Uh, but pin Bianca and then, of course, Sasha was frustrated, called a rookie as she left the ring and, and was very upset. My biggest thing now is, okay, Natty and Tamina just pinned Sasha and Bianca. Why aren't they going on to Fastlane <laughs> to have a tag team match? Against well, and I think that's part of this, too, because they've been saying backstage to Adam Pierce that they should be having a tag team title match. So yeah. I think it's leading in that direction. I think okay. this was part of that story. I think they'll do a triple threat tag team championship at Fastlane. <laughs> maybe, maybe, or, <laughs> or, you know, they'll maybe, um, uh, Naya and, and, um, Shana will move on to Natalia and Tamina after Fastlane, if they retain, or, I mean, we still have SmackDown coming up. We could have a huge blow up between Sasha and Bianca and be like, well, I'm not teaming with you. I'm not teaming with you either. And then they slot in Tamina and Natalia as a replacement. Although I doubt that that would, that would suck. Cause there's a lot of star power in that match yeah. for the card. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, but interesting to see where they go with that. Um, yeah. Uh, of course this, this upcoming week uh, on SmackDown, we will have Sasha versus Nia uh, and we will have, or the women's championship. Oh yeah. For the women's championship. Correct. Yeah. There's no way they put it. <laughs> No, I mean they they want you to think it's a possibility, but yeah. no, they they wouldn't do that. The 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 sheer outrage. Yeah, <laughs> that can would you occur. imagine? Can you even fathom? Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, and then of course we get Edge versus Jey Uso again with that uh, special enforcer spot on the line. Yeah. Uh, so this big this night. Friday, big night, 
for this Friday. Um, then we uh, let's talk to talking smack as we like uh, referencing talking smack and of course raw talk and every week it seems like it's one one of the two at least we're talking about. Yeah, and uh, this week Heyman throwing a little reference about Christian on there. Yeah, Very interesting. Very interesting as he's talking to Edge and hey, you don't have your Christians and all yeah. that. Yeah, so, said so that his best friend ran away ran to away. avoid getting beaten up by Roman Reigns. The <laughs> great. I mean not like you sit there and say oh Heyman cut an okay promo no it's always a great promo with yeah. Heyman, and this one was awesome <laughs> yeah yeah um and and he he did say the word christian mm-hmm. um he didn't use it as a name no nope. but to make sure everybody understood <laughs> to hammer it home he, mm-hmm. he he slipped it in there it was really really good yeah um yeah so, so that, that was just awesome was yeah. just aew bad. likes taking their their subtle little shots sometimes so yep. all fired back a little bit here just a little bit yeah. really really enjoyed it um let's move on to raw and uh this past monday yeah it was a show um yeah so let's let's talk let's start let's start with shane let's start with shane and Braun. it out of the way yeah let's just <laughs> let, let, let's let's get this out of the way um Hopscotch was played <laughs> on Raw. That's got to be a first. Um, so there's that. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, Braun came down and demanded Shane come out. And he was like, I want a match with you. You're going to wrestle me. And then Shane's like, all right, let's do it tonight. Let's do it. And so he comes down for this match. And it's the Hopscotch and this ridiculous stuff. And... Um, he gets slimed because they're sponsored by Nickelodeon this week or something. Uh, he, he Shane calls Braun a Tyrannosaurus Rex and then says that the dinosaurs and the Tyrannosaurus Rexes died out because they couldn't adapt. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know what killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> How would you they, adapt to not Armageddon. having food? <laughs> yeah, to your entire food source being wiped off the planet. Adapt to that, Shane. God. <laughs> yeah, so uh I do not like this one bit. Uh it, yeah. But this is now being set up for fast lane, so maybe we mm-hmm. won't get this at Mania. Either we won't get it or we're gonna get a gimmick match where Shane yeah. can jump off something high. Yeah, again. Uh because he even worked in his 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 top rope elbow drop to the to the table on SmackDown. Yeah. So, so maybe a table match or something. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah. We'll, I, we'll see. I, I feel like that's the way they're going with it. That it'll be some sort of non-finish on Sunday, and then they'll have a rematch at WrestleMania. But I hope not. Hope not, but yeah, it is uh WWE. Uh anyway. So Annie is a McMahon. Uh, he is. Let's move on to some of the bigger and better news going on. Uh, of course, we kicked off the show uh, with uh, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, and we got the official announcement. Drew will take on Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania for the WWE Championship, which, cool. I, I expected that to kind of be where we were going to go, especially since we haven't seen any other big surprises. Not that it couldn't get changed, but I just don't see it now that they've they've announced it. it I think now it's, it's kind of set. Um, but we do have Sheamus and Drew coming up on Fastlane. So it's like, I, I kind of wanted them, why not just say, okay, winner of that match goes on to Mania. 
instead yeah. of announcing it ahead of time kind of takes away i think a little bit from the match between drew and add some stakes yeah and um, add some you know a little bit of heat to sheamus too to make yeah. him look like he's worthy of a wrestlemania title shot yeah um yeah so, so i think that was a misstep i think that was a little mm-hmm. bit of a misstep but um but yeah they, they called it the main event i'm like oh, hold on we've already got our main events yeah we have we don't we, we've we, sasha and bianca Roman and Edge and maybe Daniel Bryan. That that that's your main events. <laughs> there we go. Um, and I just man, I hope Lashley retains. Uh, anyway, uh, I do too. further I'm discussion honest. for another show. Uh, yeah, not expecting it. Yeah. But um, but we also had a, a title change. We did a couple of them on Raw. The first one was, of course, the New Day becoming the eleven time W. W.E. Raw Tag Team Champions of the World. Or at least 11-time champions. I don't think 11-time Raw champions. Well, that's right? true. That's yeah. true. 11-time champions. Um, but yeah, this was, and it was a decent match between them and the Hurt Business. And uh, they ended up with the win and immediately got challenged. <laughs> yeah. Immediately got challenged by an unlikely team i didn't actually see this coming and it's almost an aj styles and it was set up for wrestlemania just like that like yeah. they just came out of nowhere i ain't doing nothing at mania uh, what are you guys doing yeah. like what about the her business <laughs> do they not get a rematch and by the way xavier said he he didn't even know they were registered as a tag team since when do you have to register as a tag team how many impromptu tag teams have we seen <laughs> throughout the decades have you guys even registered to be a tag team? That was <laughs> like, a what are you talking like, about um yeah so, so what, what why do you think they did this so um leading to more dissension with the hurt business to uh, to bolster new day's tag team win tag team championship wins both uh i, I think i think you accomplished three things i think yes to both of those uh, to further dissension, because I think what we'll get is a, a rematch for the belts on Raw uh, coming up maybe this week, maybe the week after, something like that. Um, and we'll get even more dissension. Maybe that'll be the final breaking point between uh, Benjamin and um, Cedric. Cedric. So I could see that. And then, yeah, New, you know, new Day getting the tag belts. That's awesome. Uh, because I think the plan was for almost an AJ to challenge for the belts at Mania. I think that's been on the books. And since they're more heelish, you want to put them against baby faces instead of hurt business versus AJ and uh, almost. Mm-hmm. Plus you have that built-in kind of story as they alluded to with almost, you know, putting Xavier through what, through the table with that big slam uh, mm-hmm. a week or two ago. So yeah. Um, so you have some built-in stuff in there, and I liked how they played off that and the the look in Xavier's eyes, just the. Um, so yeah, but I I don't see this going down and us not getting new tag team champions at Mania. I don't know that. Yeah, they have, yeah. I don't I don't see them having almost debut in the ring with a loss. Right. Uh, with the him being so big and the, they want to push him as that monster, I just don't see that happening. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we'll see. Modern day Nash and Michaels. <laughs> yeah, oh except my. even bigger. Even bigger, yes. Um, both sides. I think I'm pretty sure Shawn Michaels is a little bit bigger than AJ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Taller, at least. Taller, at least. Anyway. Um, 
But yeah, so interesting stuff going on there. Let's see. Uh, oh, the other the other title change. <laughs> title change, <laughs> if you want to call it. If that. you want to call it that. Although I did again. Our truth is gold. Yeah, he is just gold. He comes up to Bad Bunny, and Damian Priest backstage is you know it's off to three sixteen day dog. <laughs> And he's like, I got your gifts. I got stuff for you. He gives him the Austin belt, the lunchbox. There's beer in it, all this stuff. Um, and like, you know, you give me all these gifts. I mean, what is it that you want? He just points at the title. And it's, oh, this is, this is your baby. Isn't you want it back? Like, yeah, yeah. So he gives it to him. It's like, so that's a thing. I don't want to be champion anymore. You take it. <laughs> Ed DiBiase tried that in 1988. And Jack Tunney said no. Yeah, well, that's why we need Jack Tunney today. <laughs> yeah, um, but man, well, a, a couple of things. First of all, why is no one trying to beat Bad Bunny for the title? <laughs> like, if in kayfabe, if you're a wrestler, you don't care who he is. Yeah, you want the title back. Second thing, what they told us here is that the twenty four seven championship is of equal value to Austin merch. <laughs> 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 that you can buy on wweshop.com. <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, who doesn't love some Austin merch? And that must be why everybody chases the 24-7 championship so hard. Because they can trade it for Austin Trade merch. it for Austin merch. <laughs> <laughs> or just merch in general be like, I'm a 24-7 champion. I'll trade you for the uh, the winged eagle replica belt. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that Bailey shirt. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Wow. Uh, so, yeah, interesting. And, of course, as soon as, he, as R-Truth got it, then he had to run because everybody was after him. Yeah, suddenly they want, they're trying to yeah. win the title back. Yeah. Well, I, I guess because R-Truth doesn't have Damian Priest backing him up. <laughs> I oh, that's it. Okay. I All guess right. that's why. <laughs> okay. At least that's what they want to explain to us. And then we got my favorite moment of Raw. Yeah. The return of the Empress. Thank God she did not have an actual concussion. She cleared protocol. She has returned. Looked like a million bucks. Beat the absolute tar out of Shayna Baszler. Poor Shayna. I will say that. This really sucks for Shayna because she has been so mishandled. Yeah. Um, after Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Uh, that, oh, man. I would have been fine with the beatdown. I didn't like the pin and the fact that she fell victim to the same pin that Kyrie used to beat her and then Becky used to beat her like oh yeah now now you're making her just look stupid that she can't come up with a counter to the counter to her own hold I didn't even think about that man that's what I didn't like I would have been if they didn't have a match and Oscar just came and was so mad that she just beat the crap out of Shayna cool with that I didn't like the way the match ended that's that's the only thing I didn't like but Oscar needed this yeah like you could have had Shayna versus anybody else yeah, and Oscar could have come in and just been like, "I'm no, I'm gonna beat the crap out of you because you kicked my right. teeth out," um, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah, but, so but Oscar needed this. You're right. Yeah, Oscar needed this, and they did it right. Thank God. So, um, and we'll talk a little bit more as we get into the fast lane. Well, actually, no, this is gonna be a part of fast lane, so no. we'll talk about it now. Um, but it is another tag champion involved with another singles champion. That's true, but. What I want to specifically say with Oscar now that she is back, because conspicuous, she is not. She wasn't on the promo image for WrestleMania that they released the promo poster. Charlotte was, Oscar was not, <laughs> um, which I have a big problem with. But mm-hmm. they said, given the timing, it might have been because they weren't sure. 
if Oscar, because if she had been given a concussion, she probably wasn't going to go to Mania. Right. More than likely, she would have been out. So it looks like now we're back on track for Oscar and Charlotte, more than likely, uh, for Mania. But some other news broke this week that we didn't cover at the top of the show. And that is that Charlotte has been cast in the lead of a movie. Mm-hmm. A reboot of Walking Tall, which is an old series of movies which got remade with The Rock. Yeah, they uh, only remade this with ago. wrestlers, apparently. Yeah. Uh, and now they're remaking it again, only now she's in the that role, the, the starring role, like The Rock. Uh, and they're hoping that it might lead to a series afterwards. And from what I understand, filming on this is going to be pretty quick. I find this to be very, very good news. <laughs> Because I it, see where you're going with it this. means there's a, a a a much less likely chance that Charlotte ends up winning the belt at Mania mm-hmm. uh, because of this, and this is where my Rhea Ripley prediction comes in because we've had for what three weeks, four weeks now we've had coming soon, yeah, to Raw Rhea Ripley. I think this Monday it happens, and we're going to get a setup, and it's going to be a triple threat match at Mania with Asuka, Charlotte, and Rhea. So Rhea can kind of get her revenge on Charlotte from last year and probably beat Asuka, but then set up a program for the two of them coming out of Mania. Would you want Rhea to win that match? Uh, And I go back and forth because I don't want her to lose it because that you want to build momentum with her. I and it's at the same time, Oscar's been doing so well. I don't want her to go to Mania and have another loss at Mania. But I think when you, you stack it all up, I think the correct thing to do is have Rhea win. It's, it's very much a Sasha Bianca type situation. But I think you do it by <laughs> Rhea beating Charlotte. Yeah. Not yeah. beating Oscar. That way, Oscar can say, well, you didn't beat me. Right. And then you can build that program right after, after Mania. Yeah. So that's that's my realistic. I am. I will be <laughs> your rea- realistic. My realistic. Uh, that's awesome. I like it. <laughs> Every week now, new segment. The realistic, <laughs> the realistic prediction. <laughs> um, you heard it here first. I'm, I'm copywriting it back <laughs> off my cheese, my cheddar WWE. That um, costs money, you know. It's right. Uh, we don't have it. We don't have advertisers yet. <laughs> you yeah, can't yeah. afford to copyright it. Dang it. <laughs> Oh, anyway, uh, so that's that's what I think is going to happen. I'll be very surprised if it does not. Um, of course, we also talked about Lashley and Drew getting set for Mania. Uh, but let's go into our actual fast lane preview as we round out the show this week. And uh, we have six matches now that have been announced. Um, of course, we have Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship with what we suppose and probably will be Edge or Jey Uso as the enforcer. We assume it's going to be Edge. Yeah. Um, I believe this ends up with Roman winning or it being a non-finish, something like that because of Edge, which will further that story to potentially give us that triple threat at Mania. Yeah, I think Roman definitely retains. Yes. Without, no matter without what, question. He's yeah. Um, I don't think they'll do a non-finish because there's nothing else that would really qualify as being the final match on this card. So I think they'll have a finish. Um, so, uh, But I do think it will be screwy. So, yeah, I'm going to call Roman wins. Roman definitely retains. I think they, uh, 
maybe kind of recreate the Montreal screw job. Oh, again. <laughs> well, you know, something like that. Not exactly, obviously, not with a sharpshooter or anything like that, mm. but um because Roman's got that that choke he does now for mm-hmm. his submission. Like maybe he puts it on Brian as soon as he does, Ed tells the ref, ring the bell, you know, whatever. Or, well, that or, would be a heel turn for Edge, though. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I don't think they're going that direction. But he's he's been yeah, he's been a little I don't know. He hasn't always acted like a face to me since his return. Yeah, he's he's kind of walked a very fine line. Yeah. So, and I mean, you can set it up. He could be like, you know, it, it's like, sorry, Daniel, I didn't want you potentially taking my spotlight. Yeah, that match at Mania is mine. So yeah, you back off. Um, of course, he's in it anyway, though. That's true. Uh, <laughs> that wouldn't make any sense. But he, I mean, you know, he wants Roman. I guess you know he oh, wants okay. the match with Roman. Uh, okay. But spear for spear. Uh, but uh, who knows? But uh, also, uh, of course, we have, uh, see, we got Drew versus uh, Sheamus and probably what will be kind of the the blow off to this feud. Um, more than likely. More than likely. So I, 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 ass- I assume it ends with a Drew win. I don't see yeah. how you don't. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, uh, he's got to win. Yeah, you can't have him really take a loss going in unless you want to make that part of the story. But I mean, how many triple threats are we going to have at Mania if you do that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, I, I think WrestleMania 2000 all over again. Yeah, so I think Drew wins um, in what will be another just hard-hitting affair. Yeah. Um, wouldn't be surprised if we have some more Twitter pics of thrashed backs and yeah bruises and cuts, so we'll see. Uh, we've got the Women's Tag Team Championship match, which we talked about before. Nia, Shayna versus Bianca and Sasha. Reginald at ringside. You know he's going to get involved. I still think Nia and Shayna retain. I wonder if Reginald is planning to swerve Nia and Shayna and make them think he's in their corner and then he'll help Sasha win. Possibility. Possibility. But they are clearly going somewhere with natalia and tamina too yeah that's why i'm kind of thinking that they do not take the belts off uh, uh, of naya and shayna here but natalia and tamina are kind of heels mm. i mean i guess you could put them on sasha and bianca and they could lose them before mania yeah they don't have to go into mania as tag team champ they could lose them on the following smackdown i'm i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna say sasha and bianca win okay okay yeah, because I mean, I'm not I'm not incredibly confident about that, but that's what I'm going to go with. Um, I'll say this: if Sasha and Bianca win, they drop it on SmackDown because one of them walks out on the other one during the match in a or fight or something. Uh, when they're fighting yeah. Tamina and uh, and Natalia, but yeah, we'll see. But yeah, okay. So it um, would be a good reason for Tamina and Natalia to get a shot because yes. they beat the the current champions. Yes. So so you could tie it all in. You could tie yeah. it all in. But I'm, I'm still going to go with my original prediction, Nia and Shayna retaining. Uh, you're picking Sasha and Bianca. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so let's see what we got left. We've got, uh, oh, Big E taking on um, <sighs> Apollo Crews. It's another hard one. For the Intercontinental Belt. Do you kill Big E's momentum Ugh. or do you squash Apollo's push before it even takes off? Yeah. Like I say, this is just, and I, I think 
I think you can recover Big E's momentum easier than you're going to be able to recuperate Apollo Crews taking a loss here. Another. Another It's not just a loss. It'd be like his 17th loss to Big E in the last week and a half. Yeah. So I I, I think it has to be, it it has to be Apollo Crews winning. I think so. I'm going to agree. Yeah. Now, you don't necessarily have to have the belt change hands. Right. You could have Apollo Crews get the upper hand and just kind of beat the tar out, like get so frustrated he doesn't care, gets a steel chair and just starts wailing on Big E. Or the other way around. Big E could get really mad at the the attack and maybe he uses the ring steps and hits Apollo with the ring steps. And gets DQ'd. So and Apollo gets, gets the victory. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, so and that's that's what I'm predicting. I'm predicting a victory for Apollo okay. Cruz. Victory yeah. for Apollo Cruz. Either way, either way, and I, I I agree. I think either way, whether it's winning the belt or not, Apollo Cruz is getting the victory. Yeah, in this match. Uh, okay, so next, uh, let's see, what do we have left? What do we have left? Braun and Shane. Braun, I'm trying to forget. Uh, <laughs> I, I again, I think this. I, I don't see how this has a clear winner. I don't either. I, I think this ends up being a screw job finish of some sort. Yeah, a non-finish. A non-finish a to set set up a mania match. Yeah. The only other way is I could sit there and say because the internet has been very not plus about this whole setup, is maybe, you know, he's listening and McMahon's like, okay, let's just get it on fast lane, squash Shane. And be done with it. Since and that way we Vince listen. <laughs> That's the caveat to this whole theory. <laughs> does Vince even know how to get on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> what is that old interwebs? <laughs> Shouldn't this modem be making some noise? <laughs> Trying to get on my America online. <laughs> um, we still have a deal with them, right? Right. <laughs> so, but yeah. So I think uh, I think non finish setting something up for Mania. That's, that's by the way when they were on America Online back in the mid nineties. I don't yep. know if you remember this, but they had that live trivia game that was running constantly. Yes, twenty four seven live yes. trivia. It was like fifteen, either ten or fifteen questions. Uh huh. And you answered, and then another another game started. I won every time. I played every time people were accusing me of cheating because I was so good at this. I remember we were playing it at your house one night and you were like, how do you know these answers? Yeah. (laughs) And I said, because because I live this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Like I define moments in my life based on what was going on in wrestling at the time. (laughs) Yeah. I won every single time I played that trivia game on America online. Every time. Now I will say, and, and not going quite as far back a little bit, past that um but i did want to mention just we're talking about memories and wrestling do you and i know you remember this um the pc game with the cards with authority with authority oh wow i had kind of forgotten about it but yes i remember playing it when i was at virginia tech yeah Yeah. which i thought was was really really awesome i wish they would redo uh, a digital card game form of that for wwe would be amazing yeah i'd love to see that um but yeah so anyway moving on um let's see that's one what, more match one more match and randy orton ah yes and alexa bliss 
On Raw, we got a challenge from Alexa Bliss to Randy Orton for a match at Fastlane. This Here's is my f- question. Okay. Can I ask my question? Go ahead. Here's my question. Hasn't Randy Orton been given enough in life? I know, right? Now he gets to wrestle Alexa Bliss. <sighs> what has he done to deserve everything he's been given, Tim? I, I don't know. It, it, it is baffling. It is baffling. That's uh, not fair. I'm sitting here in my King of the Ring chair. Nowhere near yeah. Alexa Bliss. That's very true. Um, yeah. Love the contact she had in this week. She looked yeah. very, very cool. Um, yeah. So uh, as we were talking before, I don't think an actual... Well, I mean, the match, it, I mean, it's going to be an actual match. I just don't think they're actually going to lock up, I guess is the best way to say it. I don't yeah. know that we're actually going to get a physical interaction right. between Alexa and Randy. I think this is where we bring the Fiend back, um, calling him Mr. Crispy or whatever. Uh, but <laughs> So uh, maybe he'll be original recipe. I don't know. But I think... Uh, Colonel Sanders. Colonel, good old Colonel Sanders. I think this is where he comes back. Uh, interesting little tidbit. This is the first... Inter actual booked intergender match in WWE since, uh, well, since uh, Sasha beat uh, Reginald. Oh, I guess that was technically a match, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was very much a match. Yeah, okay, what, the tap out. I forgot about that. What was the last one before that? Uh, let's see, we had uh, Becky and James Ellsworth. Yep, that's the one I was okay. thinking of. I think it's 2017. Okay, Becky and, and Ellsworth. Yeah, yeah, I completely forgot about. Reginald and Sasha. So, yeah. Dang, that screws up my little trivia. I was like, wait, we had this. <laughs> no, no, wait, we, we had this a few we, weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had that since last month. Damn. <laughs> Darn my brain. Okay. Okay. I'm actually calling an Alexa Bliss win. But yes. I, I still think you're right. I still think we're not really going to have any physical interaction, but I think something will happen. Like the lights will go out and then they'll come back up, and Orton's just laying there. Alexa covers him and gets a three count, something along those lines. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to call that it will be an official match, but we're not going to be seeing power slams and DDTs and twisted yeah. sisters. I'm, I'm calling that move twisted sister, by the way, because they haven't told me otherwise. I like it. Um, yeah. And I, I agree. I think that's, that's how it gets played. Alexa picks up a victory over Randy Orton through some other means, probably the fiend shenanigans. Supernatural means. Supernatural means. Yeah. Um, I mean, they could, of course, they could swerve us and Randy could beat the tar out of her for a few minutes, set up for a punt, uh, and then the fiend make the save. So good, good. I don't um, think I'd be, I don't think that'd be a good look. <laughs> I don't think so. No, uh, but, but we'll see. Uh, it's I, intriguing. It is very intriguing. And I wonder because, I mean, we're still, still no live fans in attendance yet. That's going to be saved for Mania. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder. I don't know how they, I don't even know how they'd pull it off, but they had the segment where, you know, Randy got a promo cut on him by himself backstage. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they could use some kind of camera trick to have Randy give Randy an RKO out of nowhere. So Alexa could win. (laughs) Uh, If you could get somebody of his body type and just kind of put the fake tattoos on there. Yeah. And be kind of kind of from the back, so you know you don't. Uh-huh. Actually, I, it could happen. It could. It could. Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm curious to see where this goes. I'm way more interested in this than Shane McMahon. Yes. Yes. I could. I could do without that whole program mm-hmm. with Shane and Braun. 
No offense to Braun. Immense talent. I like Braun. Yeah. But yeah. Shane, we don't want to see Shane with anybody. <laughs> uh, we're kind of, I'm kind of over Shane. I mean, yeah. I, and I like Shane over the years. It's just, I, yeah, enough's enough. Enough's enough. We need to move on from that. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's our fast lane preview. Uh, and who knows? We might have more matches added uh, by the time SmackDown comes around. If so, we will put our predictions out on Twitter. Yes. And, yes. and Facebook. And Facebook. Uh, so we'll wait and see. That's, of course, this Sunday. So again, uh, let us know what your thoughts are. What are your predictions? Uh, before we get going here, uh, what is one thing you loved this week? Well, I have two things I love because okay. one thing I love is that this Friday we have a bonus episode. Oh, that's right. I forgot to preview the bonus episode. Yes, we have a bonus episode coming to you this Friday. It's going to be another retro review of one of the most infamous WWE or WWF wrestlemanias and that is wrestlemania 2 the event that took place live from three different locations so we've got our uh, a review of that and uh it was a really fun episode to do i really enjoyed yeah. it uh, we've got that coming at you friday uh debuting at our normal time which usually goes up at about 6 a.m of course you know download it at your at your leisure enjoy it over the weekend mm-hmm. but yeah um hopefully it's a fun one it. check it out yeah it's a fun one definitely check it out but yeah, right. I guess uh, moving on to your normal favorite thing. Yes. Uh, it had to be last week on Dynamite, Maki Ito coming out for the the trios, the six-woman tag. Yep. The action gets started during her entrance. She's like, <laughs> screw y'all. I'm finishing my song. And she goes the whole way and finishes that song <laughs> before she gets involved in the match. They cut the music. She yep. goes acapella. but she was having a blast with it that was yeah they have to sign her they are fools if they don't sign her yes agreed and that was a magnificent spot i loved every second of it again big big fan of maki ito please sign her give us more Um, i think she has more potential than anyone they have on the roster to get mainstream attention yes agreed agreed male or female more potential than anybody else they have they have to get her yes um my my favorite thing comes from raw talk (laughs) and um if you watch raw talk live um drew kind of slipped in an (laughs) f-bomb yeah (laughs) he got a little excited about what he was talking about with Seamus, and he and he dropped an f-bomb and immediately stopped himself like i uh, apologize for my language (laughs) uh and of course they've you know they've edited it out or at least don't drop the audio when he says it uh, in the replay now of it, but you can still see where it was said. Um, but I just thought that was funny. He got so caught up in the emotion that he just, yep, yeah, F-bomb. Yep. <laughs> which yep. kind of gave it a little air of realism, which yeah. I kind of liked. Um, it's, it's it's the the best thing about both Raw Talk and Talk yeah. It's like, I don't think it was on purpose, no. um, especially with how quick and look on his face after it happened. Like, oh, oh you know, whoops. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he was just really into the character, really into driving home the emotion for the the match between him and Sheamus. Drops the f bomb. I laughed out loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I love that. I thought that was great. Yeah. But yeah, that's our show this week. Uh, not a supersized episode, but a, a good lengthy one. But a lot of good stuff to talk about. And if you want to join the conversation with us, please do so and like, share, subscribe, tell your friends. 
we do appreciate the support from everyone so, so much as we try to grow the show. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at Plus WrestleCast. That's P-L-U-S WrestleCast. You can find me at Timothy K. You can find Stephen at Bizarro Doom. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for the Positively Wrestling Podcast. And again, you can find our podcast on virtually every podcasting platform there is. Spotify, iTunes, Google, um, I think Amazon. I think it's everywhere, everywhere. So uh, please check us out. Have a great week. Make sure you tune in for that special episode on Friday. And we'll be back next week to talk about Fastlane and the fallout right here on Positively Wrestling.